Welcome back to another episode of Project Prairie. This week's guest interview was Max, the comeback kid, Shugive. Max has an amazing story of redemption, and we are very excited that he was able to share some of the key aspects, lessons, and stories from his journey thus far, and to be able to share that with all of you. We hope you enjoy this episode of Project Prairie. Welcome back. No. <laughs> I don't usually do the intro. That was so aggressive. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back. Oh You're tuning in. Honestly, Jacob, I kind of love it. I think we should keep it. No. Like Jacob's about to give us like the weather forecast for Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're here today with Max Shagive from Calgary, Alberta. And uh, Max is a third-year operator for Student Works Painting, and uh, we're hoping just to dive into his life and what has led him down the path that is burning down fences and such <laughs> for a living. But oh my god, I'm just kidding. So uh, yeah, Max, uh, you want to introduce introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm Max. I'm a third year franchisee here in Calgary, Alberta. Um, and yeah, I was hoping we weren't going to mention burning down fences on this podcast, but I guess we're jumping right into that. So <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll, we'll get more detailed about that later. But uh, yeah, you, you actually, uh, we were talking like before this, you moved to calgary or was it to calgary or did you move somewhere else before but you moved to canada from russia like uh do you remember any about anything about that kind of transition or what was that kind of like well yeah essentially uh i was born and raised in samara russia uh, it's a little town uh just about an hour or so i believe away from moscow and i moved here when i was five uh, so I moved here uh, to Calgary, lived here for a couple of years, and then uh, my family just moved to Airdrie. I uh, lived there for a while, and now I'm back in Calgary. But yeah, no, that transition, I was fairly young, so I don't remember much of it, but it was obviously a huge kind of flip. Uh, the kind of living situation in Russia is very different than Canada. Uh, and yeah, essentially we just came here cause it's a bit of a safer environment, a lot more opportunities in Canada. And that's kind of the main reason behind that. Did you have to learn English or did you know English before you came here? No, I had to learn English. So I think for the first, like probably like two years of uh, school here, I did not speak any English. So I would, I would essentially just like smile and wave at everyone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, so I picked up English uh, when I came here. And um, yeah, so prior to that, I had no knowledge of English whatsoever. Do you still speak Russian, like with your family members and stuff? Yeah, we yeah. still speak Russian at home. Uh, so yeah, just to try and maintain and preserve kind of the language, uh, we still speak it. That's cool. That's a, yeah, I was gonna say that's really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, that's super cool. Um, and then, 
what were you like what were you kind of like like in your in your middle school high school years because i i mean like we've talked about it before but you're definitely a different guy back then so what was uh what was the identity of max the guy <laughs> at uh back in 2012 to uh like what 2019 <laughs> yeah uh yeah middle school and high school uh kind of growing up uh i've always kind of been working so i've i think i started my first job uh, when i was 12 years old and that was just a paper route uh, since then i've worked a lot of other ones but i think the mindset uh that my parents always instilled with me uh, was if i wanted something like i had to go out and work for it uh so whenever like I wanted my first phone or like a tablet or my first Xbox when I was young, I had to go and actually earn the money to go and purchase it. Um, so that's kind of what it was like. Uh, I didn't, I wouldn't say I had like a direct kind of path that I wanted to pursue in life growing up. I was more kind of just trying to figure things out. Um, but then I think it was my, uh, second last year of high school. So grade 11, I got, really interested in uh, real estate and I actually wanted to be a realtor for a while. Uh, I started taking some real estate courses and going to open houses with some realtors in Calgary. Um, but yeah, uh, after that, I kind of, once I got down that path, uh, I decided I was going to take a gap year uh, and not go to university right away. And during that gap year, I actually ended up entering student works so yeah since then i actually have not gone back to university but <laughs> yeah i was originally my plan too was to take a gap year but uh my uh like like i mentioned on the last one my my mom wasn't for that and uh basically thought i was gonna be like a bum if i didn't go to if i didn't yeah. go to school right <laughs> away so like <laughs> but uh yeah okay well that's that's cool um and and then like you were actually like referred to student works, but, uh, what was kind of the main, like, you know, like what made you want to do something like this? Uh, yeah. So I had a franchisee who's actually still a franchisee out East to refer me to student works. And, uh, essentially she just called me up one day and she's like, Hey, like, are you looking for a job? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I did the interview with, uh, my, now D district manager Brooklyn. Uh, and at first I'm sure like everyone else, I was very confused. I thought it was just like some kind of painting position. I didn't really fully understand what I was signing up for. Um, and I really wanted to kind of, like I said, growing up, I've always been uh, working, but I really wanted to transition into more of a employer kind of lifestyle rather than employee. Um, so that's kind of, I saw this as a perfect opportunity to do that, uh, to kind of control my own future rather than just come in, uh, clock in every day and kind of get paid based on my time. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of why I decided to do student works. Amazing. Um, yeah. And I mean, like we don't have to get to, cause like, obviously we, we kind of, I think, I think a lot of people kind of, uh, probably, probably that are listening to this have heard your interview a year ago or just about a year ago on the, on the edge. But, um, do you want to give like a brief summary of, of what, uh, what your first two years of student works were like, um, just in general? <laughs> yeah. Um, they were very different. Uh, my first year, um, there was a lot of ego, uh, at play going into my even interview with Jordan when I got hired, 
I remember asking him, I said, Jordan, what is the current record for <laughs> student works? And he told me, and I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to beat that. <laughs> and so <laughs> I set my goal at uh, 250,000 uh, going into my first year of student works. And which at the time would have been the record that, yeah, at the time that was the record for rookie, um, rookie record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, essentially after that, I had a pretty good start with bookings. Uh, I think I was kind of on within the top two, uh, after about a month. And at that point I was even telling Jacob that I was thinking of raising my goal to 300 K. So yeah, I was, no, no, no. I remember he like comes up to me, he booked like 25 grand in his first like week and a half or two weeks or so of, of, and basically it was like three jobs. It wasn't even like, like you had one, like $13,000 job, which ended mm -hmm. up that, isn't that the, wasn't that the death job or was that? No, 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 no. That was a different one. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you booked like three jobs. You're like fucking three for six or something. And you come to me and you're like, yeah, like, I think I'm going to raise my goal to 300. <laughs> like, I think, I think it makes sense. And I was like, I was like, man, like, maybe just wait till production and see how that goes. And like, you know, if you can, like, if you can, like, uh, like, like if you're feeling confident after that, you know, then raise it. And you were kind of like, I think you kind of brushed it off. Like, I think you were <laughs> yeah, I definitely brushed it off. Like that, that advice of wait till production, uh, definitely shouldn't have brushed it off. Should have, should have listened to that. Uh, cause essentially what happened there is right off the bat, uh, the people I had hired, uh, half of them quit and the other half just turned out not to be as good as I thought they were. Uh, so I think within uh, a week of production, I was down to, I think it was one or two painters and I wasn't maintaining my interviews. So I was obviously kind of falling behind that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, kind of a, a little bit into the summer, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, you want to say something? Dude, what were you booked at when you had two painters left? I, I got to know because like that's think, tough. Uh, bro. Yeah, I think I was around uh, 50, 60K, somewhere around there. But, okay, okay, word. Um, but yeah, and then kind of as Jacob mentioned, the death job, uh, there was a $13,000 uh, full exterior that I booked and it was a fairly complicated job. There's a lot of planning that should have gone into it uh, that just didn't. And um, yeah, essentially there was a lot of problems that kept coming up and I just kept throwing painters at it, uh, hoping that would fix it. Uh, we ended up going about 300 hours over budget on that job. Uh, and even that, that was just including my painters uh, for the last two and a half months of the summer, I painted seven days a week and I'm between 10 and 13 hours a day, just trying to fix everything and get this job done. Um, but yeah, obviously because of that kind of all my what? sales slowed There's down way more to it than that. Like but that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a lot more to like, it. There's... You haven't gotten paid for that. Have you? No, like, I see this I, day. No, yeah. I paid out all my hours, uh, paid out my paint bills and, I think there's about uh, $8,000 left uh, that I have not collected from the job. Why are you still here? <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of people ask that. Um, I had a lot to prove. Uh, obviously, kind of that first year was very expensive. I lost a lot of money. There was a lot of time invested into it. 
Uh, so if I just walked away, then uh, that would be kind of a failure. But you like, you knew as well. Like it wasn't like, the thing is like, like you knew it wasn't like, it wasn't really anybody's fault except for you. Like, yeah, nothing kind of like you. And you knew that like you, you like it, which I think is great. Like that you didn't like, um, Cause I think like an easy way out of that situation is just to not come back and just be like, you know, and like spread the word about how bad student works is and mm -hmm. all this stuff. But like you definitely had like the attitude of like, no, it was like definitely all your fault. And you knew you didn't feel like you were getting cheated at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that came a lot from, I talked a lot with other rookies, with a lot of other vets in Calgary uh, and like Jacob Riley and everybody else. I saw everybody else doing good, making lots of money, like having a good work-life balance. So I knew it was just kind of what I was doing. It wasn't that it was student works. There's a lot of people who were doing it right. Uh, and I just wanted to be one of those people. So kind of going into my second year, I had a lot to prove and uh, essentially nothing to lose at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely like kicked it off in your second, like you, you definitely uh, came back with a pretty good answer in your second year. I mean, you made good money this last year and, you know, you were able to move out and all that stuff. So um, like what, uh, what, what was the biggest, uh, like, like in between your first and your second year, what went on like for, for you in terms of uh, like, like what kind of conclusions did you come to with, with regards to like what needed to change? Cause when so many things were wrong in their first year. Yeah. Uh, I remember kind of finishing up my first year. It was definitely very, very difficult. Um, even kind of, we had, uh, cause COVID was kind of a thing then. So we didn't have an actual boat cruise weekend. Instead it was all like over zoom and, uh, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't too fun. And, I remember all the franchisees in Calgary kind of got together uh, at one place and washed it all together. And I was invited, but I just did not want to go. Like I said, no, because there was just so much embarrassment, so much kind of like everyone else did so well. And like, here's where I am. Like, I, I just don't want to like be around anyone right now. Like, I just need to work on myself. Um, so there was a lot of, know that. That's interesting. yeah, yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of like, a lot of unnecessary suffering in the beginning. Um, and even kind of over the fall, I kind of let my, just like any good habits, like working out, anything like that slip. Uh, and I didn't do much during the fall. Uh, but as we got closer to my second year, I really kind of had to make a change. Um, essentially because in my first year I lost a decent amount of money. I had to go get a part-time job. Uh, so I worked at a and uh, between 15 and 20 hours a week, uh, throughout no the Wendy's. whole, no Wendy's, no, no. Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so had to do that, um, just to cover my own bills of kind of, uh, car expenses, stuff like that. Luckily I was still living at my parents. So kind of didn't have to worry about rent. Uh, but yeah, kind of that second year, uh, the preseason every two weeks or so, uh, I would make around $200 and then that would just go right down the drain through all my bills. Uh, so essentially if at any point, any kind of emergency came up, uh, like that would have been the end for me. Um, but yeah, kind of 
throughout that uh, second year uh, transitioning into it, uh, kind of throughout the winter and fall, I really started to solidify some habits. Like I was waking up uh, really early, like I was reading, I was meditating, I was working out. So there was just a lot of habits that kind of went into uh, kind of performing at a better level because I knew I just had to make so many changes in order to pull it off. No more Wendy's. No guy. more Wendy's. No. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> sorry, sorry. One sec. I I like the reason I keep saying like Wendy's is because uh, in in his first year on like a company or like or I think Brooklyn like like you'd put on a couple and uh, <laughs> like Brooklyn had mentioned it to you and, and <laughs> like in a in a nice way like not like <laughs> but uh, Max basically confessed that he'd been living off of Wendy's for like like two or three meals a day or something like for like the last month and so i like i, I call him big wendy's guy now <laughs> yeah still loving that one down but yeah i my first year i like i ate terribly um i lived about 30 40 minutes away from my area so every day i would go out i uh, just basically paint all day and get fast food three meals a day um and yeah very very unsustainable and unhealthy lifestyle. <laughs> it's a dark time for you. <laughs> okay, I think that's pretty funny, um, actually, because that sounds a lot of like the rookies that I knew from this past year, including a little bit myself. But I just want to circle back um, to like what you're talking about, Max, with like kind of improving on yourself. Like, um, obviously, that's a big thing in student works. Is people want to get better and want to like become a better version of themselves. Um, I'm just kind of wondering, like. Who did you turn to? Like, what kind of books did you read? Um, like, what did you, I don't know, like, look at to, like, I don't know. I don't want to say inspire you, but, like, to push you to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what influenced you? you know, like... um, I guess what influenced me was, uh, like I said, like, I had essentially nothing to lose at that point and everything to kind of prove to myself uh, and everybody else. So I had a really big why um, for me, kind of that benchmark of at the time, a uh, successful franchisee or kind of a starting to get to above average franchisee was Mexico. Uh, so that's kind of what I set my goal at. Um, and in regards to kind of the resources, uh, it was just like some of the books I read in the preseason were uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, that was a really good one. Like Elon Musk autobiography um, and a couple other ones I can't remember. But yeah, it was just <clears throat> a lot of um, kind of stories on how to manage your time. Some great leaders, because that's something I struggled with in my first year of just being a good leader. Uh, so it was just things like that and uh, some podcasts, like obviously weekly call. Uh, I really like the Tim Ferriss show. Uh, that's a really good podcast with a lot of good interviewees. Um, and I think that podcast kind of listening to an interview style podcast really helps you ask better questions, which is something that I was really bad at in my first year. I asked a lot of questions, but I wasn't acting on the advice and I wasn't actually asking the right questions that I should have been. I don't even know. Like, I, like, I remember in your first year, you were like, like you would ask like the same question in like four different forms and like, and like, but like you wouldn't like, 
it's like you weren't listening. Like you'd ask me something like, <laughs> like about my day or something. And, and I'd have to tell you like several times. Cause like, I, I don't know what, what, like, like, I, like, what was that? Like, like you're definitely better now, but all the, you know, little, <laughs> little flashes every now and then, but like, <laughs> like, it almost seemed like more of a listening problem, like in your first year. What do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, in terms of kind of asking you questions about your day, <laughs> I'm not too sure what I was that like, was. That was um, that's just an example. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying like, I, I just mean in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know like that was a really big issue with uh, kind of asking questions towards my DM. Uh, and it was just a matter of not diving deep enough into uh, kind of the topics I would ask about and not understanding them. So just re-asking it over and over again, uh, just in different ways. So I think that's kind of what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you, yeah, you've definitely like <clears throat> changed. Like, like I think, I think uh, in your first year, like I think you hit it on the head, like you, you probably like weren't like, I, I think one of your biggest issues was like, you, you weren't very good at managing people and like painters, mm-hmm. which ultimately like bit you in the ass. And like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget that raining day. Like <laughs> Max phones me. It's like probably the biggest rainfall uh, like Calgary scene in the last 20 years and he's like he's like hey what you doing today and I'm like nothing like <laughs> and he's like he's like I was like what are you doing and he's like oh we're just uh just setting my crew up uh and I was like oh like what are you painting and he's like we're doing like this stucco job and it was that the death job we were mentioning before <laughs> wasn't it like just you were painting it and it was like falling off and then you were just like standing there being like just keep painting it like it'll stick. <laughs> yeah. It started off with, uh, it started off with kind of sprinkling early in the morning. So, uh, that's what I, <laughs> that's exactly what I meant when I said, I kept throwing painters at the problems, hoping that it would just somehow fix everything <laughs> when obviously hindsight that that was the worst thing to do. Um, but yeah, it started off kind of just sprinkling in the morning. So we were painting and then as the day went on, it really started to pick up. And at one point it was just them spraying and paint running down kind of going all over the uh concrete at the bottom and then our sprayer like one of the hoses popped up so it started spewing paint everywhere and it was just yeah that was one of the things i had to go back and spend a full day pressure washing paint off the off the pathways and driveways and yeah no shit Yeah. Yeah. So I think like a big, and cause I know a lot of it, that was like, I, from what I understood, like I, I, uh, cause I spoke to uh, one of your painters like later in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of the things I got was like, that was almost like one of the points where they were like, Hey, like this guy's, this guy's out to lunch. Like, <laughs> and like, like, yeah, just, I, but I, but I feel like you were way better at that in your second year, like in terms of like having your painters respect and like, um, like like they they seem to like actually listen to you a bit better you know and uh and like even you you've come out of your shell quite a bit in in the last year like what do you think is like like because in your first year i don't know if you were like shy but you were definitely like more reserved than uh than than you seem to be now like what do you what do you attribute to that uh it's probably just confidence uh obviously like with student works kind of making mistakes and then improving upon those mistakes does generate a lot of confidence uh, for everyone so i i'd say that's kind of the biggest thing there um in terms of uh my painters like and gaining the respect i think in my second year i was a lot more in that kind of employee mindset uh, where i understood kind of what my role is and 
what I should be doing. Uh, so it just made it a little bit easier where I wasn't viewing this as a job. I was viewing this as kind of my business. Like, <laughs> wait, like, like what did in your first year, what did you think about it? Like, well, I was still kind of viewing it as a job. Um, I remember even my first day of production, uh, me and Brooklyn were kind of teaching my painters how to paint, um, on that very first day. And we spent kind of the morning painting with them, just giving them tips. Uh, and then a little bit after lunch, we went and like, just went over some notes and stuff like that. And I just remember the feeling of like having work being done when I'm not there just felt really strange to me. Like it, it did not feel like it just felt like I was like slacking off. Cause before uh, being an employee, it's like you have to be there for the work to get done. Uh, so that's kind of what I mean of in my first year, I was really stuck in that. Like I need to be doing all the work myself rather than I need to find and train people to go and do that work. I totally, totally resonate with that, Max. Um, I definitely felt the same way in my first year. And um, yeah, that mindset of like, things won't get done if I'm not there. Or what if they need me there for whatever reason? And like, what's my job then if I'm not there? Um, but yeah, I, I would assume you that changed in your second year for you as well. But it definitely changed in my second year too. Delegation gets so much easier when you realize like you're paying people for a reason. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, actually. Like you're, you're paying like that, that, because like, I know even, even now, like, uh, if I don't, if I don't feel like I, like, I feel like almost sometimes I have to match the work, like, like the, like, like, I feel like if my employees are working, then I have to be working sometimes still. Um, not necessarily at the job site, but I'll feel bad. Like if they put in a hard day's work and like, you know, I didn't like, like I only worked for a couple hours, I only scheduled like a few estimates or whatever. I almost feel bad. Um, but then I think about it and I'm like, yeah, but like the thing is, is like, cause, cause like, it's like a fear of mine. I don't know if you guys have this, but like, it's a fear of mine that like my employees are going to think that like, I don't work as hard as they do. Um, but like, and so I always think about it and I, and I, and, and, and I always remember, I'm like, yeah, but like the thing is, is like, I work in the evenings, I work on the weekends. Like I worked for four months before they even like started working. Like I, you know, of course I, <laughs> of course I I'm working hard or I have worked a lot on this thing. And, you know, I, there, there's so many hours you put behind a project, uh, before the painters even arrive, you know, like, like there's at least, at least two hours, usually like maybe three, uh, yeah, probably like two or three hours that you of work that actually no, because if you include like the test patch and everything, yeah, like it's like four or five hours already that you've put on each job before they even get there. And then like, obviously, you know, in addition to that, you're responsible for everything. Like it all comes back to you. Like you're liable for everything. Um, and yeah, you're paying them for a reason. Like, like <laughs> they're supposed to help you. They're supposed to make your life a little bit easier. You know, like you're not meant to be, you know, and, 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 and like you said, like, is that what you're talking about? Like with the more defined role in your second, second year, like with your painters, like you understand your role a bit better. Yeah. I just understood that, uh, I think it was kind of what stopped me from getting over that hump in my first year was ego. I was just thinking that I am the best painter. I am the best uh, marketer for the business X, Y, Z. Um, when in fact, uh, 
I'm there to lead the employees. I'm there to make sure I find the right people and kind of put them in the right positions and uh, kind of create a good environment for them. Uh, but my job is not actually having the work be completed uh, from myself personally. Uh, so yeah, it was just about uh, realizing that there's a lot of people who do what I do a lot better. Uh, so just hiring those people and showing them kind of how we do things uh, that really helped me. Yeah. And people like to be empowered. Um, that's a hard thing to realize, but like people want responsibility and they want you to trust them. So giving them more responsibility allows them to show you that, which is good on their end too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, what's, uh, cause it, cause I mean, you, you had a, you had a pretty solid second year, um, you know, really only one hiccup that like, was more or less not really like <laughs> we joke about the fire uh all the time like for for anybody who doesn't know like max uh max had an incident with a fence but like honestly that was like a fuck like that could have happened to, like i swear that could have happened to so many people like well the way i i think about it is it wasn't necessarily my fault but it was my responsibility um kind of at the end of the day uh, for anyone who doesn't know for the the few people. Um, <laughs> it was uh, a couple of semi-stained rags that were oil. left in a oil yeah, semi-stain, oil semi-stain um, left in a crew kit. And it was that week uh, last year when it was like plus 35 or something degrees, plus 40. Plus 40. Yeah, it was ridiculously hot. Um, and I guess I just didn't set clear enough expectations with the painters uh, working on that site that they have to be inside metal cans with water with the lid on um and kind of putting them in a crew kit just in the shade wasn't enough um so yeah and it's like a total rat didn't they put it like in an open can gallon of stain that they had used that day and then they no, put no, all no, the no, rags no. or something in it or? no i think they just put it like in a can without the lid on uh like it was an empty can but they put the can inside the crew kit so it right. was just yeah just a recipe just cooked in there yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah, pretty yeah but but i mean like that yeah i mean it, i think that's pretty good it's not it's not exactly your fault but it was it, it is of course your responsibility to make sure that you do your do, due diligence to make sure that happens because like if somebody falls off a roof and because they weren't using the harness that you gave them and like you told them to put up it's still your responsibility it's not necessarily your fault like you told them but uh, but it's your responsibility to do your proper due diligence and make sure like if you even if you like like you know whatever like that's that kind of situation like you gotta there there, there should be some some sort of reprimand reprimanding situation for painters that don't do that kind of thing because mm -hmm. um but yeah no that's that's a great way to put it but i mean like overall you had a pretty solid year uh what was kind of uh like like after last year at the end of last year you made mexico uh like you you, you worked really hard to get there um and that was something that meant a lot to you. Right. But, uh, what, like after that, what was it, what was it kind of, what was in your head in terms of like, what's next after that? Um, going into this year, I had a lot of trouble kind of setting a goal. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I think as I learned from my first year, like you can say that you're going to do whatever number you want. Uh, but there's going to be actions that have to go behind that for you to actually hit that. Um, so kind of going into this year, I, I struggled to find a goal because financially, uh, I 
I don't spend that much. Like I live a fairly frugal lifestyle. Um, so kind of, even if I did a bit less than what I did last year, like financially, I was going to be okay. Um, but I really wanted to kind of grow as an individual a lot more this year. Um, I had kind of a goal of, uh, 200 or so that I felt like with some reasonable, uh, improvement, I could definitely hit, uh, 250. I kind of understood that that was going to going to be fairly difficult. And, uh, there were some changes that had to be done, but I could still somewhat see myself, uh, achieving that. Uh, but 300, which is what I settled on was just, it was just a number that it really terrified me. Like even, even to this day, trying to think of like what I have to do kind of as a whole, it's pretty scary. So uh, I just try to think about it like kind of day to day. Uh, and because it was so scary, that's kind of why I wanted to go and set that goal. I was just going to say, Max, I promise you over 300 is not that scary. Once you start getting into it, it's really not that bad. Um, also, it's good to do things that scare you. So good for you for being scared of 300, but still doing all the steps to take action on it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's why I wanted to do it because I realized if it scares me, that's like, it's just something I can see myself achieving at the moment with who I am. Uh, so I knew there was going to be a lot of changes that have to be made. Uh, so that's kind of why I decided on that goal. What, like, what do you mean by that? Like, like changes of who, 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 who you are, like, like the, the person that needs to do 300, like, w- like, what does that mean? The max that did, uh, 155 last year cannot come anywhere close to doing 300 this year. Um, and I, I know to hit 300, I'm going to have to become a completely different version of myself. Um, and that's just really exciting. I really want to work on kind of every single aspect of my business to become that new person, uh, that is able to hit that. Do you think, do you think it's like change or is it like enhancements? Cause like, that's kind of like with me, some, like something that I've kind of like, that I'm kind of going with, like, I've kind of been thinking about is like, I'm not sure how much different I am from last year as, as much as I am, like just enhance, like I'm doing things at a at a higher level, but like overall, like, I feel like, I feel like I haven't like personally changed that much, like in the last year, but like, I feel like I've grown, you know, that, like, does that make sense? Do yeah. You, like, I, I feel like within your business, um, kind of after your second year, I would say uh, for most people, it is enhancement. It's just about making those little tweaks to be more efficient within business. Um, I'm more talking about kind of personal life. I feel like the habits you need to take on or the, kind of how you think about life just in general, uh, your mindset does need to change quite a bit and you do need to start doing kind of different things the more and more you grow. Uh, cause if you can get away with kind of, I don't know, waking up at 12 PM, if you're doing like a hundred K <laughs> you might not be able to do that uh, with 200 K. So it's just kind of those minor changes uh, within personal life that I think you got to make. That's fair. Max, don't undermine the the skills and the mindset that you already have, though, especially the change that you made from first to second year. Like, if you think about how insane that first change is, steps beyond that are not that crazy. Like, you, I don't think you're as far away from being this enhanced human as you think you are. 
I think I think John actually like on the on a recent like weekly call episode said like most people are only like seven or eight habits away from like achieving like like greatness essentially because that's like when like I think he was talking about in the context of like he's really only changed like eight habits in the last seven or eight years and and like you know and and that's been like the big difference so I get I guess that makes sense like what you were saying with like needing different habits but like what are what do you think are some things that like right now are like kind of bringing you down or, or maybe not right now but like in the past have brought you down and like held you back um i would say just in general uh, obviously there's things like organization kind of uh trust like all those minor things that kind of stack up in surface people's businesses level. yeah surface yeah surface level, level. Uh, but i think it's just about the discipline and commitment uh, to strive for your goal, no matter what. I think uh, kind of with each year, I just want to kind of be late, more and more laser focused towards that end goal, and uh, kind of not missing that one uh, like cold call session every now and then. Uh, kind of making that one extra phone call uh, each day. I sit down, so it's just like those minor things of being very disciplined uh, to having things go uh, kind of exactly as planned uh, within what, with what's your, in your control. I definitely agree with that, Max. And I like what you said about wanting it. Um, I'm a firm believer in the fact that if you find your why, which I think you have, I I think you have your why, Max, Um, you just have to want it bad, badly enough to, to not let yourself slip. Cause if, if you truly want it enough to push yourself to be that better person, um, just remind yourself of that every single day. Yeah. And I think, um, I think finding your why, like, uh, it's not something where you find out why you're doing what you're doing and kind of carries through your whole life. I think, every time you kind of advance to that new stage of business, advance to that new stage of life, uh, you got to figure out a different why. Um, so that's kind of another reason why I wanted to set a goal of 300 because it's the things that motivated me to hit my goal before are not going to be the same as what they are now. <clears throat> do you, uh, it's kind of like a change of, uh, ch- change of pace, but like, do you consider yourself at all to be uh, competitive or, or like on a scale of, uh, I don't even know what the scale is, like scale one's done. What do you, <laughs> where do you rate your com- competitive level? Um, I would say right now it's a lot more controlled competitiveness. Um, growing up kind of, I, I played a decent amount of sports and I was competitive to a very unhealthy level. Like I just needed to win no matter what I was doing. Um, and if I didn't, uh, like that would really affect me mentally. Uh, whereas now I still, I really want to be at the top, like kind of falling off the leaderboard. Really? (laughs) It does not feel good. Uh, but it's just about kind of having the mindset of knowing where I need to be and being more competitive with kind of my expectations of myself versus kind of where someone else is. Um, so I, I feel like my competitiveness is still uh, fairly high. It's just kind of shifted to the point where I'm trying not to kind of base that off where other people are at. 
I need to learn that from you, Max. I'm, I most definitely am still teetering on the unhealthy competitiveness. So I, I mean, like I, I've talked about it a couple of times. I, I don't know. Uh, like, like, I, like I, I've kind of thought about like, cause I, I definitely think I have a slightly unhealthy relationship with it. Um, like, <laughs> like literally anything, like I, I, I kind of forgot about it, but like, I think it was Brooklyn who pointed it out, like a <clears throat> reminded me of it a couple <clears throat> a few weeks ago, but we were playing like uh, what was it like flip cup or something like, yeah. like it was like a drinking game and, and we lost. And I like, I like walked out, like I left and went for a walk. Cause I, like, I was like, so like frustrated, but um, I mean, you, you kind of, <laughs> I was asking about that. It's cause like, I've never seen it until like two nights ago or uh, yeah, I think it was like three nights ago or whatever. When, when we were playing shuffleboard, <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to be competitive about hey <laughs> it was weird but like so i have a shuffleboard in my building and andrew and and max were over and they were they were playing shuffleboard and i was just like you know i was just sitting there like commentating chirping and like whatever and 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 uh it's there's definitely like a tilt in the board like there's there, we like the, there's like things that were going on that were like not possible on a flat surface but like max do you guys know how like how shuffleboard works like it's kind of like curling basically so max gets it like past like whatever like the three-point line and it's like perfect like it's like the best shot ever and it stops and so i and i was like oh like sweet you know because i've been chirping him a bunch and he goes uh i don't know like uh me and andrew were like just saying um like, like we were just talking and out of nowhere like max is like like he like he's just losing it <laughs> like and the because the thing had come to a dead stop like the disc or whatever and then like because it's like on a bit of a slant i think like i might have like i don't even know no, you, you were you, you were accusing me you were accusing me of like but i didn't bump it but like it just it just fell off like it fell off the table and max was like just losing it <laughs> Like he's like saying the board is fucked and like, you know, like just, he was like, just going, I was, it was pretty funny, but I've never seen that out of you. (laughs) Yeah. I like to win. It's just, I've had to really learn about kind of not getting down on myself when I'm not winning, um, kind of in certain scenarios, but I, I still really like to win and I, I want to win. And that definitely kind of drives me a bit. Okay. I feel like we talk about this all the time, but Max, I want to know what your PI is. Like, tell us about your, um, your little, yeah, your PI. I, yeah, my PI is I'm a promoter. I actually looked over it. Um, cause Corey obviously visited everyone in field, uh, within the last couple of weeks here. And we looked over mine and mine is actually very similar to Jordan Kimnis's <laughs> funny enough, but, I. Uh, yeah, something that uh, kind of surprised me was I always thought that I was very bad with procrastination because there are things that I need to get done where I'll just put off till the next day. Uh, but something Corey pointed out is, according to my PI, I am like I I am guilty of procrastinating. But when I don't do something right away, it just eats away at me inside. Uh, so that kind of balances it out where I just go and do it because I just can't stand the thought of just having that thing sitting around. 
like what are what are some other characteristics that like kind of came about like did uh, how how deep did you go into it with Corey? i it was it's fairly deep i'm trying to remember uh because <laughs> i believe it was <laughs> uh i don't remember <laughs> i'd have to sit down and think about it. i believe uh, my kind of formality was somewhat in the middle um so it wasn't kind of too skewed to either direction uh, my patience um it, it was slightly centered but it was a little bit on the lower side i wasn't oh, anything yeah. extreme you're you're uh yeah because your dominance or like your independence is like pretty high but then your uh or no no no, your independence your independence is lower yeah that's what it is because it's like this but yeah so i because you are uh i think you showed it to me once and uh so your independence i believe is fairly low and then your uh extroversion is is fairly high and then the other two like your patience and informality or formality are like pretty much in the middle is that you're looking it up right now yeah oh look at me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's uh what is this? Sorry, we're just <laughs> we're looking at it right now. Um which one is the actual um so it's self self concept uh synthesis I think that's the one where it's kind of the one word overlaps of how you view yourself and how others view you. So I think this is kind of where it is. So that's like depends. that's like how you actually come across, isn't it? But no, 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 yourself is like what you actually are. Oh, okay. And then this is what you think you are. So that's interesting. You're more extroverted than you're more social than you think you are. I agree with that. There, Max is like the king of uh, guys. I'm I'm going to bed at nine, <laughs> and then he'll stay out till like one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> PIs are fascinating. We 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 like talking about it on here. It that's is. why we always. Kind of bringing up. We also, uh, Jacob and I, I don't know if uh, Jordan or sorry, you guys ever taken this one, but it's called the Big Five uh, Personality Test. Uh, Jacob and I actually took it in the fall. Uh, it's by who is it? Um, Jordan Peterson. I who think. is it? Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's that guy. Um, but yeah, so that one dives pretty deep into kind of portions of the PI as well. Uh, and you can also, if you take it with a friend, you can kind of link yours and compare how the two of you interact. Uh, I think so, it's yeah. tough though, because that one's actually quite similar to the PI, interesting enough. And if you've done the PI, like one thing about yours that like, because your results are actually quite different than what your PI indicates, right? Like on the on the Jordan Peterson. Uh, not that much because my, uh, my extroversion was... Uh, fairly in the middle same as kind of pi where it's i can be very extroverted i can i'm okay with not being extroverted and just kind of being to myself as well uh so it's not that different i'm sure there's kind of some things here and there that are different but yeah i honestly kind of when i took that i didn't remember too much about my pi because i didn't really review it uh, most of last year or this year until me and Corey went over it I, 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 yeah, I just don't think you're that disagreeable, but well, I disagree with you. <laughs> it, his, his test said he was like more disagreeable than, or less agreeable than me, which. I yeah. Don't I don't know how I feel about that either. I feel like you're definitely more disagreeable. <laughs> there was also, I think what I'm so disagreeable that. that like I was upset when that, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think what balanced it out was uh, there was a section uh, that talked about, 
what was the kind of that bottom section where it talked about essentially how I think it's like openness to different ideas oh, uh, yeah, where it was yeah. uh, yeah. I according to that kind of test I was very disagreeable but I was also very open to kind of new ideas uh, so that kind of balanced it out where I was I was okay with uh, kind of someone else's idea being very different than mine so I feel like those no, it's, it's not about ideas. It's about experiences. Like you're, you're more open to new experiences. And I, 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 that one was hilarious. I'm like on the, I'm like in the, like whatever, like the first percentile for that. So I'm like 99 people out of a hundred in a room. Like I'm the least <laughs> like open to new experience essentially. Like, <laughs> like I'm not super adventurous, but so that that's like a really interesting one too. But uh, I think I think that's what you're talking about. I think that's like that was like the differentiating one. But yeah, you guys should definitely take if you guys are into like the PI and stuff, which you guys seem to be, then you should you should definitely take that. What's it called again? I missed that. The big five uh, personality quiz. It's like ten dollars, but you just you literally just type in like Jordan Peterson, uh personality test or whatever and yeah it's like 10 bucks but you get like a whole thing and you can uh you can link your profile with other people and like compare like your score or not your scores but it's not just a, your personality your, yeah your, your the differences in your personality and stuff so i have actually taken it um and we won't get into my results or anything yet like we can do that on my interview but um max i found that mine matched very well actually like with my PI. Well, how well does yours match? Cause they're like the same, like they're like the, they're, they're, they're very, uh, they're very similar like tests. I feel like they, cause I think the PI like, um, like it has the same kind of idea of like the big five, like personality traits, just it's like communicates it in a little bit of a different way. And it's a little bit, it's pretty interesting, like the graph and stuff. Cause like even, uh, like, Sarah's a Sarah's a promoter as well, and like you're a promoter, but like uh, Sarah's like like you're the same personality type, but like you there are differences, yeah. like um or like like uh Corey is I, I'm a captain and Corey's also a captain, um but like we differ slightly, like uh like I'm a I think I think I'm a little bit more patient than he is, um and a little bit less formal so like Corey's slightly formal more formal than me and and like slightly more impatient than me so so it's like interesting like it's it's very uh it's very like it like the pi is like i find is like pretty freaking accurate for the most part but you're just reading through yeah i'm just looking through it uh i think it wasn't openness it was neuroticism uh essentially i'm very low like i'm in the second percentile for neuroticism withdrawal is sixth percentile um volatility is first percentile uh so it's just essentially because according to this like my emotions are very kind of flatlined it's not like all over the place uh like when something bad happens like it's not the end of the world when something good happens it's not like questioning of like whether i deserve it stuff like that um i think it's it had something to do because i was reading through that as well it had something to do with that where it's uh, no 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 we're like we have the same for, for the, that that's not where we differ or because like ours were like the almost the same results almost but 
Yeah, sorry, Jordan wants to say something. <laughs> I was just going to say your low neuroticism score, I think that speaks a lot to your ability to come back after your first year um, and not letting it affect you too much. I think that is definitely a clear example of the fact that you have a low score there. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, uh, even uh, cause yeah, in your first year you had your car stolen. Uh, <laughs> and I will, I will commend you for this. Like that was a stoic display when I like, when I, cause I called you and I was like, Hey, like, uh, I'm in your area, like of the city where you paint, uh, and I'm going to be here for a couple hours. Like if you want to grab coffee and you're like, Oh yeah, like I'd like to, but I actually have my car stolen today. And I was like, what? Like, like, what do you, what? and you're like, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, left my keys in the ignition, went around the corner, came back and was gone, you know? And, uh, I was like, I was like, fuck, like, that's insane, bro. And, and you were just like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty tough. But, uh, and like, like you were so like, I was like, I was like, how are you? So like, well, I, it's I was because, laughing. Yeah. I remember, um, I was actually, I had to like call Brooke and we're like 10 minutes after this happened. Like I just filed a police report and then I, uh, called Brooklyn back cause I had a missed call and she's like, Oh my God, like what? Your car was stolen. Like, are you okay? Like, is everything going to be okay? Like, and <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, like it, it's fine. Like I, it, no worries. And she's like, well, how are you so calm about it? I was like, well, I mean, whether I'm upset about it or not, like my car's gone, like <laughs> I'm not going to be upset about it and not have a car. Like I might as well just, you know, continue with my day. So, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was an interesting experience. I had all my painting equipment uh, there and I was starting up a new crew that morning and it was like seven in the morning in a fairly wealthy neighborhood. So I just assumed the, <laughs> the chances of my car being stolen are fairly low uh, especially considering I had to run to the back of the house uh, that I was grabbing some equipment from uh, for less than 15 seconds. And when I come, came back, it was gone. So <laughs> that was, that was an interesting day. Did you get the car back? Like what happened? What happened to the car? Like I gotta know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> They did find the car. Uh, they found it in like, I think it was like Grand Prairie or something. It was like, it was a fair ways away. Uh, and it was just in a field, uh, like completely just banged up, uh, full of drugs and stuff. Um, and what what amazed me was, it was a very like distinctive car. Uh, it was essentially a silver SUV. It had purple student works painting uh, stickers on either side of the doors. And because I didn't want to scratch up my roof rack, I put blue pool noodles on top of my roof rack. So it's like, it's not one of those cars where like, you got to question if that's mine or not. Like you can clearly tell, but what amazed me was whoever stole the car, instead of just ripping off the stickers, they took and spray painted over them with silver paint. And that just made no sense to me. Like there was no efficiency to that, that theft. I was super inefficient. Yeah, super inefficient. Like, it's so much faster to just peel them off. But, like, that's actually insane. That happened in your first year. Yeah, that was kind of a, that was the cherry on top. Um, <laughs> it was essentially after, like, uh, I was dealing with a really big insurance claim uh, for some copper uh, that got messed up. 
uh, for that big job. Like um, I was going through uh, like a bunch of painter turnover. Like I was just trying to wrap up the year essentially and not lose any more money <laughs> um, and not paint anymore. Uh, and then the car was stolen. And when Jacob called me to ask if I wanted to grab coffee and I told him my car was stolen, he just paused, laughed. And he's like, I swear <laughs> your, your life is just like Pareto's law. Like anything that can go wrong, will go wrong. Murphy's <laughs> or law, sorry, Murphy's buddy. law. Sorry. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Pareto's that's a completely different. What is that? I don't even know what that that's is. That's the 80, 20 principle. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, your life is Murphy's law. Like, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's fair assessment <laughs> that was the funniest thing like i because i was like yeah because i was like pretty deep like you'd already kind of been through like it was like one of those things where it was like okay like there's no way max's first year could get any worse at this point and then like it did you know like it, <laughs> and then like it you know it totally did which <laughs> yeah that yeah, I was oh that was that was so funny <laughs> that's so bad i feel so bad like Oh my God, that's actually awful. Um, I know everyone, like, I obviously wasn't here in your first year. Um, and like, I feel blown away now, like hearing all of this, that you actually did come back. And like, I swear to God, if I'd gotten my car stolen last summer, I literally would have cried. I would have been like, I'm, I can't do this. I don't know what's going on anymore. And like, I would have called Ange like sobbing and be like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't even know what you would like. I can't get over it. I literally can't. Yeah, I think it's just perspective. I mean, if you think about it, it's pretty funny. Like, what are the chances that your car gets stolen in like a 15 to 20 second period during which you're gone? Like the chances of that happening are just so low that it's just comedic. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just about framing things of like, how are things happening for you, not against you? Uh, and just trying to find an opportunity and kind of anything that seems like it's a negative event. Word, I think that probably would have been like a quick cry, call the police, and then like cry, laugh, call your DM and be like, guess what happened today? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well, obviously there's no way that your second year could get any better, but what's like i'm excited for this year (laughs) no no i mean sorry 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 any like it couldn't get i couldn't get worse it can't get worse from that you can only get better okay but like what the heck are you gonna do this year like something bad happened last year the fence thing right that was last year or the year before (laughs) there's too many fires like i don't know (laughs) no the fence was last year what was the fire in the first year then i heard you had a fire in the first year too no, the um, the first year it wasn't a fire. It was just a insurance claim. It was essentially this is one of those things where it's just so one off that even if it happened this year, like unless I knew about it, I don't know how I'd prevent it. Uh, but essentially, when you have copper plated, uh, or sorry, uh, if you have any like copper cappings, uh, they're always uh, kind of they have this type of coating on them uh, that prevents uh, it varnishing and turning green and or sorry, tarnishing. And uh, essentially when you mask it, you have to mask it with kind of this, the waxy masking paper that kind of looks like basically parchment paper. And if you mask it with the clear plastic, like within 10 seconds, even if the surface isn't hot, 
it like sticks to it and just rips off all the uh, the coating. So that's what happened in my first year. We masked off this uh, copper. And uh, when we took off the masking, it ripped off all the coating. So all the copper started to go green. Uh, and that was my, that was my first insurance claim. <laughs> the company's like still in the negatives from Max, by the way. <laughs> Do you know how much royalty you've paid? Um, what would I well, have paid in my first year? Whatever, like roughly, like it doesn't matter. 24, probably, and then you probably paid yeah, around like 30 or 40 last year. No, no for, like 50, yeah, 40, 40, 50, 40, 50. Yeah. So yeah, around like 60 to 70. Okay, I think they've made a bit of money off you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was just going to say, Dan's probably sitting here thinking like, Max, liability, man. <laughs> liability. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. You're not a liability, Max. Everyone's very, very happy that you're still here. And it's very impressive that you're still here. But the jokes, the jokes, I don't think are going anywhere for some time. No, not going anywhere. I'm just, you know, just trying to have a nice, good year. No, no insurance claims. That's yeah. your goal this year. That, that's my goal. You know, like, yeah, I just want to do the same as last year with no insurance claims at all. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a stretch, but I feel like I'm really going to grow as a person if I do that. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is the year that you can just get through the year without any insurance claim. You know what? You could even make it less ambitious and just go with no insurance claims over 10,000. You <laughs> <laughs> you get you'd be like all right like anything under under 10 grand you know like we'll take that as a w yeah. <laughs> just remember set smart goals <laughs> yeah uh, you, you mute it <laughs> well yeah no i think i think it's important to have though like like we make fun of you all the time but i think it's important to have a guy well you know like like having a guy like you that did have like such a tough year um, in your first year and, and came back and did, you know, such a great job in your second year, I think is like a really good uh, thing. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, if they have a bad first year, they write it off and then they just, they, they just, they don't even want to come back because, and like, which is fair. I mean, if you had such a bad experience and you just didn't like it, then yeah, I think it's tough to come back. But like, I think, having you, you know, as kind of the, the, the guy that people can look at, especially in Calgary, where it's like, Hey, like I sucked in my, like, you can go to people and just be like, I sucked as well also in my first year. Mm -hmm. And, but then I came back and I made Mexico and, you know, I, and I, and I did these great things in my second year and, uh, and I made lots of money and I moved out of my parents' house. I'm, you know, I'm fine. I was financially independent after that. And, you know, and then, you know, hopefully at the end of this year, you can say, you know, the same thing with growth. Right. But uh, maybe this year, you know, like you said, you can, you can be like, and then finally in my third year, I had no, no insurance plan. So like, <laughs> that, that was awesome. But. Okay. Max, I have to ask because like, do you get a lot of phone calls? Um, maybe this might be the year to tell, but do you get like a lot of phone calls from rookies that like are struggling um since it's pretty like open that you did have a pretty rough first year like do you get seem to get a lot of phone calls from rookies who are like hey max like i'm really sucking at this like what do i do 
I wouldn't say phone calls. I, I have talked to quite a few uh, rookies uh, like in Calgary who uh, I know like there was a couple of rookies last year that weren't having a great time. And then we kind of talked and they just realized like, wow, things could be a lot worse. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I know like a lot of DMs have uh, kind of talked to their rookies and vets and like whenever they're struggling about kind of what happened there. Um, and yeah, no, like, I think that's super cool. Like, uh, I'm okay with being the example of what not to do or how to recover <laughs> from that. Um, as long as it kind of other people like, learn from it. Yeah. You know, things could be a lot worse, but like, I think a better attitude to kind of insert in people's heads is that things can be a lot better too. You know, like, it's like, it's not always like, like, I don't think, I don't think like, like, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily like healthy to be like, Oh, like, you know, in order to make myself feel better, I need to find someone else who's in a worse situation. Like, I think it's better to be like, no, like, look at that guy who was also in a bad situation, but then he brought himself up. Like he made it better. You know, and I think that's a better uh, attitude to insert into those, not even just rookies. Like it doesn't even have to be a rookie, but anybody who has a tough year and, and really just thinks that, you know, whatever it is, like they think, uh, they think they suck and they think they're just not meant to do this. And they're not meant to be do well. Or they, you know, maybe they think the the company or, or whatever, they blame the company maybe, but it's like, it's like, no, like just, you know, come back and things can be a lot better, you know, if you do things right. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's actually a saying, it goes something along the lines of someone at some point uh, overcame something a lot worse than in this, than the situation that you're in with less resources. So why can't you? Uh, so yeah, once again, I think it's just kind of changing that perspective of how are things happening for for you and how you can kind of get better through that oh sorry um i was just gonna say like kind of going off what jacob said i think was like i don't know i was just kind of thinking because like i obviously didn't have like the perfect first year um but um like even just talking to you right now, I definitely feel better going into my second year. Um, and I think um, I don't want to like toot your heart, like your horn too hard here, but like, I think it's like super freaking awesome. And like a little bit inspirational that like you did come back and like, even though, you know, you faced all that stuff in your first year, which like is tough, um, that you did come back and did have like that one hiccup in your second year still. And you're like, no, like this year I'm going to do so much better. Like no insurance claims going to be awesome guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's sick. Well, even the fire, I mean, this is so funny. Like I, I probably, uh, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good thing that's, uh, that, that you have such, such thick skin. Cause like, I don't think we'd be friends otherwise. Cause like, <laughs> even when you called me to tell me that like you'd burnt a fence down, I like, like same thing like i just started laughing do you like, remember was like, it was that was same like, no day. way there's was- no way you burned a fence down like of all people but then i was like i was like no if somebody said there's somebody who burned a fence down in calgary <laughs> i'd probably guess it was max <laughs> so do you remember i it was the day after that happened because like i got the call that the fence was on fire at like 10 p.m at night and um that next morning we went and we got some starbucks and because COVID was a thing and we couldn't like drink coffee inside, we were sitting outside in your truck drinking some coffee and my car was right beside you. And oh, yeah, yeah. we see some car trying to park and he just rear ends me. <laughs> and I was like, no way. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, because we were discussing your burnt down fence at that time, and then like somebody <laughs> hit you in your car. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, luckily, my car, like, if anything, that like raised the value, like it added a bit of you know a bit of a story behind it. Because did it's you a- get anything from that? No, I didn't. No, but yeah, <laughs> it's just it seems to be I, I i'm not sure if i like broke a mirror in my past <laughs> lifetime or something but <laughs> there's been some funny stories you, do, you know like do you ever stand under an a-frame is that what it is or oh all the time that might be it yeah you should probably make you should try to try to challenge yourself not to do that at all this year don't go under any ladders yeah that's gonna be my vet advice for next year yeah don't <laughs> yeah no, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I think it's great. Like, like you said, we give you a hard time, but, uh, like I said, you, you, you know, obviously like you're, you're, you're okay with it. Like I, I think, you know, I mean, hopefully <laughs> maybe there's like some uncovered <laughs> on under underneath, like what it's doing to you. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, uh, it's pretty cool. I think, you know, and, and that's why we had you on last year, uh, with the edge and then like, that's why we're having you on this year is because you have a pretty, pretty sweet story in terms of, uh, you know, like, like you have, a, you have one, I I think, I mean, I don't know everybody's stories, but I think you have one of the more interesting stories in terms of your journey thus far in student work. So um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, just keep kind of pushing and, and improving that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think kind of going back to what you said, Sarah, of like uh, if, you had that same first year you said you didn't know if you'd want to come back but like if I didn't come back I'd just be known as the guy who had a bad first year who just came in with high goals and absolutely tanked Uh, but that's kind of the beauty of coming back from year to year is just having the opportunity to change and kind of showing yourself of like hey here's where I started here's where I am now and here's where I want to go and just kind of coming back each year and pushing yourself further and further I think it's just really exciting. I think another thing is like, I mean, we're kind of wrapping it up here, but I think another thing is like to, to like worth mentioning about you is like, I think an, an important reason why I think like that you've, you've gotten through all the, all those stupid mistakes that you've made, but like, as you don't seem to take yourself super seriously, like even, you know, the fence, like when you called me about the fence, you were like, yeah, like, so, <laughs> you know, this happened and, you know, it was kind of funny. Like it was like, like you, you found, you, you were able to like find so, like the, the car being stolen. Like you were able to like, at least kind of even, even like an hour after the day after you were kind of like, it was funny. Like you were able to recognize that it was funny, you know? And I think that's an important attribute that you have. That's uh, that's like allowed you to kind of get, get through those times. Cause yeah, a lot of people would have broken a long time ago, <laughs> but so yeah, I think, I think that's it. I mean, what do you think, Sarah? Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. I think, I don't know. I think that was really fun and I enjoyed hearing about all of the horrific stuff. Sorry we made you relive it, but it was, uh, it was nice. And thank you for, you know, hopping on, having a chat with us. So it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And we did lose Jordan a little bit ago. She had to go. So that's why I wasn't just ignoring Jordan, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, hopefully like I, I like I said, I think, uh, anybody who, you know, has had a tough year in the past or is a little bit nervous going into, going into the summer. Like, um, you know, just, I, I think, uh, call Max about it because yeah. <laughs> he definitely understands more than, more than most people about, uh, what it's like to go through that kind of adversity. So yeah. any mistake that 
you've made, I've probably made or done something worse in the past. So (laughs) there's nothing you can tell me that would surprise me. So yeah, give me a call. And he's a highly agreeable guy too. Okay. (laughs) We'll have a discussion about that after the podcast here. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming on and we will talk to everybody next week. 